Hi, this is Brad Inman. Welcome to my Daily Dispatch. We are here to figure this situation out together. Today I have Leslie Appleton-Young, the Chief Economist at the California Association of Realtors, and John Tosillo, the former Chief Economist of NAR and a real estate consultant. Uh, let's jump right into it. Um, we're obviously in a very dark time, and it's been a double whammy. Um, you know, we've been hit, obviously, by an incredible health scare, and we all know we should make that a priority. But I'm really not here to talk to you about the coronavirus, because uh, I think it's also equally important right now, suddenly, that our economic well-being is, is threatened, not just our health. And that's very, very scary. So let's just start with and, and where you think we're at right now with the economy. And, and I'll preface it by saying I don't call it a recession or a, a depression. I call it a deep freeze. And, uh, but what's your take on where we are at? Well, let me first say that a year from now will be about where we were supposed to be, uh, whatever that is. Okay. The, the economy will be fundamentally different because we can't come through a period like this, a watershed like this, without something changing and something will change in the economy. We don't know what it is yet, we'll find out. Working at home uh, puts pressure on commercial spaces uh, in that market. It also tells people that, hey, maybe you can work from home without losing productivity, or maybe, you, maybe we can operate this business remotely without having to pay uh, rental costs for bricks and mortar. So, so Actually, actually John, it's interesting. Uh, Inman News has been virtual for four years. We closed down our office. We have 70 people around the world and our productivity went up, our morale went up and our recruiting has never been better because young families mm -hmm. want to work from home, not just yeah. retirees. And I suspect, what else? A lot of other I suspect a lot of other companies are finding that. Oh, absolutely. It's going to revolutionize commercial space. How about lessing the economy generally? Let's talk about, let's talk about unemployment. You know, there's been speculation. We're going to go from almost full employment to 20% unemployed. Um, the economic engines that drove the economy, consumer spending, whatever those may be. Where are we at with the economy, Leslie? I think we're just beginning to feel the impact of the coronavirus. We're just starting to see it in the data that has come out for the first half of March. We're expecting a huge spike, for example, in claims for unemployment uh, benefits uh, this week. We, you know, you hear it on the news, you know, laid off 4,500 um, restaurant workers, uh, Marriott lost 14,000 jobs. So it's really cascading at this point. And I think it won't stabilize until we are back to some sort of public life, you know, where people can, can gather and see each other and um, commerce gets back to something that looks a little bit like normal. But mm -hmm. right now, I think we're just in the beginning stages with respect to the economy. And for us, as we've done these, this scenario forecasting the last three weeks, it's like every week our worst case scenario has become our most likely scenario. And I think that's going to continue to be the case for a while. Some of the numbers that sounded crazy, like when the Treasury Secretary said, we're going to get to 20% unemployment, you know, now you're hearing 30% unemployment. So let the numbers you, are big. Let me ask you this. The government obviously right now, it looks like we have a, um, a package. And uh, by the time this is pu published, I presume it's, it's done. It's funny to me, and you guys can relate to this, we've all become, you know, Keynesian economists suddenly <laughs> that right, pumping, yeah. <laughs> pumping government money into the uh, the economy suddenly is even, you know, 
Republicans, Democrats, right wing, left wing, everyone's in favor of this. Will that make any difference, do you think? No. Leslie, uh, what do you think? No or yes? You know, I think it depends on how long um, this goes on. If we're really out of the woods um, in eight weeks, I think giving families um, some cash, extending unemployment uh, benefits and a lot of the other things that are in. I haven't seen the final package yet. I hope there is one passed today. I think it will help on a on an individual level. I don't think it's going to get us out of a, of a downturn at all. There are a couple of things that will help. Paid sick leave will help. Extended unemployment benefits may help, not as much as paid sick leave, but it will. Giving people $1,000 when a quarter of the population can't go out of their houses and can't buy anything when they go out of their houses is really a ridiculous public policy. Now, John, I'll wait, wait, John, wait, John, John, wait, John, wait a second. I got to pay my rent, whether I'm sitting on my couch or whether I'm at work, and $1,000 helps pay the rent well, and for it's, a I lot think of it's Americans. 1200 and it's 1200 per person and $500 per household. So it could be, you know, $3,000. And that, I think, would make a difference. Yeah, and let, Again, we're not all in California and New York. That could be four rent, months of rent. rent. Yeah, on an individual level, and I've got to agree with you, paying your rent is better than not paying your rent. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, follow the, follow the money. I pay my rent to my landlord. My landlord now has more money. What's my landlord going to do with it? Is he going to go out to a restaurant? No, they're closed. Is he going to go to a store? No, they're closed. What's he going to do? Someone's going to bleed off into online spending. No, he's going to pay his mortgage. So he can, he can support the building and doesn't have to get foreclosed on, which is a very big public expense. You ask the same question at each stage of the process, and you wind up with the same answer. People have got to spend money to move the economy along. So somebody's got to be out gotcha. there opening businesses. Businesses are not open. Look what happened to the Chinese economy. It stopped dead for almost three months. It's not yet back. Our economy will likely do the same. I agree. I believe, as I said at the beginning, I believe a year from now we will be where we should have been. But yeah. Right so a thousand dollars is, you're right. It may be not a stimulus, but if, even if it's savings, even if it doesn't pay the rent, Look, then people have some capital do. stockpile. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, let's, is there anything, and, and let's assume it's frozen. Let's assume John's right that this doesn't stimulate the economy. Although you did, you did identify two things that you thought would, John. I thought they were right on. Um, but it, the virus has kind of got to work its way through, right, before anything's going to happen. Yes. Or, yes. We're going to stand still, I think uh, Ref, Robert Refkin said me the other day. If it's, we're at a standstill. Right. Let's go on. Let's move to the housing market. If the economy's at a standstill, Leslie and John, the housing market is too, right? Well, it is, you know, and I think that's what's, um, you know, going on with the California Association of Realtors and realtors all over the country is, you know, we're in kind of the seven stages of grief and some are still shocked and some are accepting this. But in the areas where you have shelter in place, what we're hearing is, look, we can't make a living if we can't show houses. And it's easy to say, well, virtual tours are great. Why don't you try that? But I think virtual tours um, are good, but it's kind of like takeout food for the restaurant industry, right? It's not going to save it and it's not going to get keep people in the game. And that's why I do think having some kind of payment from the government will make a difference for people because I think we're in a survival mode, right? I think people just need to get 
through because people are afraid to have people come through open houses and be in their homes, right? And you've had buyers that have had huge portfolio losses and the people with the most job losses are typically those in the working class, lower class, hourly workers. So as low as rates are, that's really terrific. But if you don't have a job, you know, and we've said for, for years, you know, this is, we are not seeing a repeat of 2007 and eight because we've had such solid underwriting and consumer yeah. debt is under control. But if people don't have jobs and can't pay their mortgages. It doesn't matter, does it? It same. really doesn't. You know, I have a great story. I, not a great story, but um, I get a knock on my door and there's a couple, nice looking couple, big fat Mercedes out front. And I'm in Palm Springs. I'm not in some, you know, gated community. It's the regular old Palm Springs. And uh, I opened the door and said, can I help you? And they said, well, we just landed. And I don't know how they got the, how they got their big Mercedes there, but they said they just landed at the airport and they, they had a house here, but they got here and they were from overseas. They said, I don't recall the country. Uh, Cause I was kind of, what are they doing here? And they had uh, lost their rental because the people that owned it were going to come back and stay in Palm Springs. And so they wanted to know if I'd rent the house. And the only the reason I there's a lot more to this story, but rather than go into all that right now, I did a, a podcast with Ben Kenny and Ben Kenny said something that I think is still true. People still need housing and there will be some mobility with or without house tours, this guy's knocking on the door of everybody in my neighborhood uh, to get a house. And for whatever circumstances he was in, he was doing that and needed housing. Um, and I, I think Ben's partially true. I mean, people still rent, need a house, need a tent, need something, right? Will that stop too, or that, I mean, it's such a small part of the market, but yeah. there's, yeah, a, some there's a market. I think will still, yeah, I think some transactions will still happen. I have a friend who has a brokerage up in the wine country and she said, oh my goodness, we are so busy right now and everybody's home. So they have time to look on the internet and, and see all these houses and we're really actually in good shape. So I had to kind of say, well, that's great, but here's what the data look like, right? We've been doing a monthly, I'm sorry, a weekly survey for the last three weeks of our members kind of asking the impact buyers and sellers um, hesitant to proceed and so on and so forth. And, you know, every week it's, it's really been exponentially um, a, a problem, you know, something that's impacting their business. So I don't think everything will go away, but a lot of it will. Brad, the, uh, Robert Rifkin said the that everybody's moving market. to the Hamptons, like the Napa Valley, I guess rich people going to the neighborhoods or the right. cities where they feel it's safe or something. Go ahead, John. Yeah. yeah. The housing, the health of the housing market has always depended upon employment. Over time, you wipe away all the interest rate and inflation factors, it's employment. We are going to see a massive drop in employment. We're seeing it at the moment. The predictions are up to 30% unemployment. I'm not sure they're gonna go that high, but it's gonna be significantly higher than we've seen. The housing market has got to follow that, which means Makes that sense. we are gonna see a significant dip in housing activity. Now, we're economists, we operate on the margin. For us, all or nothing is a meaningless. You're definitely a marginal, you economist. I've learned over the years. Definitely <laughs> yes, marginal right. people. We are so marginal. Right down, reason. right down here with journalists. <laughs> right. Marginal. Thank you. We're and we're in the at-risk group Brad, too. <laughs> Brad, as they say on Spaceship Earth, there are no passengers. There's only crew, and we are. Crew. So, hey, let me switch real quick, John. 
uh, let me just real quick because okay. we're running just out of time. Just, we're going to save that. We're going to save that thought, John. I promise you. Okay. Uh, really Thank quick, you. Mike Delpree pointed to China and Italy for the collapse in transactions. And I thought it sounded brilliant. And Mike's a super smart guy. But you two are really savvy, too. Is that what we should just really be realistic and count on, that there's going to be 90% to 100 to 98% drop in transactions? What do you two think? John, go ahead. I, I, I'm not saying there's not going to be there, but I've always regarded foreign real estate markets as a bad guide to the U.S. market. We set the standard around the world, for better or for worse. Every other market is basically underdeveloped, no matter how developed the country is, compared to the U.S. real estate market. So I don't think those comparisons are useful. I do believe we will see a significant drop in housing activity. Leslie, any you guys, John, on that one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, we're doing scenario forecasting kind of on an ongoing basis at CAR, and I think the latest was, you know, a thirty-five percent drop um, in during the spring home buying season. But it's it's a very that's soft number bad. at this point. No, that, I think that, it's that. well. That's what I'm saying. It's like our. Our uh, worst case scenarios are becoming our most likely scenarios. And um, I think, again, depending on how long we're going here, it could be um, significantly worse. And, you know, perhaps by the third and fourth quarter, we'll be seeing a turnaround. You know, we'll see. I think the housing, look, real estate is looking good with low rates and the volatility in the stock market. The real estate market always, you know, comes out looking very attractive. And I think that will continue uh, to be the case, certainly for residential real estate. Commercial, again, another issue. I think the changes in consumer behavior that we talked about when we started um, are going to be significant, you know, and people, even CAR, you know, we took an hour for us to do a remote work policy and do you qualify? And now it's just everybody's at home and we've adapted very quickly. So it, ha it can happen. Right, the real hey, let problem, me ask you, let me ask you guys kind of a last question. We're running out of time. Uh, what, and sorry, I have to interrupt you, John. One of the things I was told the other day about my podcast is you need to interrupt people more. So John, I'm, I'm testing my new style on you. Sorry. That's fine. I only see every 20 years anyway, John. Hey, uh, question to wrap it up here. What do you do when you sit around a couple of economists? Like, what do you agree on fundamentally and what do you disagree on? Uh, I will what, give what are, you something we disagree on, okay? Okay. Leslie, as a member of CAR, advocates that real estate is an essential business. Okay. I regard the fact that real estate is not an essential business. I think that essential businesses are things that keep us fed, keep us healthy, keep us educated and keep us safe. End of sentence. The problem is that realtors don't store up acorns for the winter. They're going to lose business and they're going to be in trouble because the margins they're operating off of, the safety net they're operating off of is almost non-existent. I'll take sides with Leslie. I think food and I think water and shelter from the very beginning of humankind uh, was essential and is essential. And all we got to do is look at people who have nowhere to live and right. uh, to under their health, their well being, everything is compromised and sacrificed when they don't have shelter. So I'm with you, Leslie. Leslie, a thank last you, word Brad. Thank you. you know, a last word from you, Leslie, on anything. 
Um, I just want to say, I don't think it's so much about the industry. It's about consumers and they still need, like you said, to find um, a place to live. They may be in a city, you know, there's always people that need uh, to buy and sell. So I think as a trade organization, we need to continue to do everything we can to help make that happen. But number one is, is safety, you know, and listen to what people are saying. And John, you need to get six feet away from me now. <laughs> so we can all be safe. Too late. Oh. Hey, you two are great. And I, I was always happy that you, you two teamed up and I hope you survive um, living in small spaces together. That's always a challenge. And come back another time and keep us updated. This is Brad checking out. Thank you very much. <laughs>